Hi, Cal. Hi, Sam. How are you? Why the delay? <laughs> I said hi way... I, I, I don't know, man. Are we doing small talk? Is that a thing for this series? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. It's Brianuary. <laughs> it is Brianuary. It's the months where Brian told us to do four episodes, so we did them. Yay. Yep. Last uh, week was Disney, 1930 to 2000. Real good episode. Look, I, I, honestly, I've been all four, basically all... Don't you fucking put your foot on that goddamn table, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Bob, let me put a, my feet on the table. No one we're recording and the table's got the microphone on it, you fuck! Alright, fair call. Okay, I was all about basically every episode that Brienne dictated to us. Yep. Until I actually watched Hilary Duff movies. <laughs> But the, well, well, that's... Okay, the small talk's over. I'm sorry. Do the thing and then we'll talk about it. Alright, play the music. Hello and welcome to the Video Shop Podcast about what you're watching, maybe. I'm your host, Cal. I'm your other host, Sam. And today is uh, the second part of Brianuary where we're going to be talking about Hilary Duff. <laughs> okay, so what movies did, did you actually watch anything specifically for this? No, because I've seen. Let's go through the list like we normally do. Sure. For celebrities. It's not a huge list, and yep. then we can talk about very specific problems you may or may not have. Cool. All right. So we're going through her filmography, her not filmography. her televisionography. Yeah. Well, good. Because the televisionography is actually quite long. We By can, comparison. Yeah, but a lot of it's smaller stuff. But yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll do the film list like we normally do. Yeah, cool. Hit me. First thing she did was in 1998, and it was Casper Meets Wendy. Have you seen this? No. I tried to watch <laughs> this movie in preparation. because I've I'm seen like, the original Casper. Oh, which ca- is original Casper's great. Mint. Uh, I've seen like a couple of Casper movies, um, but... Oh, oh god um, th- This movie I watched the first Hour of it Okay It takes about 49 minutes To get through the opening credit crawl Oh jeez Which is just a, a black screen with repetitive Terrible CGI ghosts Flying around it And credits It was lo- it was longer than the ending credits would have been It had to have been They just did the end credits at the beginning So, right. I, so I actually got to watch 9 minutes of the full movie <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating <laughs> and you didn't finish it I no I because because okay the, the thing opens right with a baseball game yeah it's in the middle of the night like no baseball games are I'm assuming and there's, there's a heap of like family and stuff all out like he heaps of people in the stands of this like yeah. small town baseball game someone hits a home run fanfare right and then an alien spaceship appears in the sky. What? Goes to land in the middle of the diamond. And then does the whole um, Close Encounters thing with the with the music and the lights. Yep. Yeah. Does that thing. Like a really like shot for shot parody of that. Cool. And then... Some aliens come out of it. And then turn into Stretch, Fatso and Stinky. And start flying around scaring people. That's it. That's the opening. But. Yep. But. Yep. They're ghosts. Yep. 
No, the, like like the alien spaceship was them doing an illusion, doing a spook to the to the people. That's dumb. Yeah, it's real dumb. You know what else is dumb? You don't. The need... fact that I I could I could draw better and more realistic ghosts than what was appearing in the CGI in this movie. The thing with Hot that is, damn, is it terrible? The biggest problem with that is, a, uh, aliens are less scary than ghosts. Yes. If you want to scare people, I'd rather face an alien than a ghost. Well, because it, it, it was almost like they were sort of drawing them in with the whole, this is this is an amazing, beautiful sight, and then spook, right. it's ghosts. Dumb. Um, it was so dumb, I, I, I immediately turned it off. <laughs> I was like, right. I, I would rather I'm watch Chief sure. of the Dozen than this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Brienne loves this movie. Oh, God. But I don't know if she's watched it recently. It's probably mostly nostalgia. Look, I think I have seen it too. Brienne, if you're listening, is this the one where with like where you first meet Casper on a train? Anyway, it doesn't matter. If we could it, find out. No, don't, don't. It's not worth our time. Uh, it brings like warlocks and crap into this. Oh, and yeah, because okay, because so Wendy's Hillary a witch. Duff is Wendy the good little witch? Yeah. So this is a crossover movie. Oh, is it? Yeah, because Wendy the good little witch is a fictional comic book character. Right, okay, that makes sense. But I, I, I thought that this might have been a... She's like, appeared in a lot of things with Casper. Like comics? Yeah. Well, so now I want to get into it, because... <laughs> as far as I'm aware, the Casper canon is actually somewhat interesting. It's chaotic. Yeah. There's a comic listed there that she's in called Casper in Space. Okay, that's ridiculous. I hate that. Yeah, me so too. So much. That's like Jason X. Oh, but Jason X is so good. No, it isn't. <laughs> I refer to the Friday the 13th Nightmare on Elm Street episode we did. God damn it. So good. Best episode. Um, yeah, so we should move on from this movie. All right. The next movie she did was something called Human Nature. I, I can only assume uh, it's a documentary about the band. It's an American-French comedy drama... Fre- American French comedy drama written by Charlie Co- Co- Charlie Kaufman. Really? Who's who's Charlie Kaufman? Uh, Is it Kaufman or Kaufman? Kaufman. K a u f m a n. If he is who I think he is, yeah, he wrote like Being John Malkovich and Eternal Sunshine. Oh, okay. Um, and tons of other shit. If I'm not mistaken. That sounds alright. Uh. Yeah. That's why I recognise his name. Uh, the film is told as a flashback. Okay. Uh, Hilary Duff isn't even listed in the main character list. Yeah, He's not it. even in the starring list to the side. Well, what year did it come out? Oh, Hilary Duff plays a younger version of the main character. In, like, a flashback or something. Yeah, must do. Right. That makes some sense, because she's still very young in this. This, yeah, this movie was 2001, so Hilary yeah. Duff is still very young. Hilary Duff is, at the moment, she's 29. Jesus. So in 2001, she would have been... Uh, it's way too hot for me to maths. <laughs> yeah, it's what like... What year is it? <laughs> it's like 38 degrees in here, guys. Uh, it's 2017. Right, so take 17 away from 29... I'm really struggling, man. She was like 12. Yeah, something like that. Um, so, yeah, so very young. Neither of us have seen it, so naturally we're not going to talk about it. No. Next on the list, Agent Cody Banks. 
I haven't seen it. Haven't seen it? This is one you probably should have watched. I, I, I should have because it's got Frankie Muniz in it. It does have Frankie Muniz in it. And the other time that uh, Frankie Muniz teamed up with a, um, a kid's TV channel star, it was Big Fat Liar. Yeah. And holy shit, is that the best movie of all time? <laughs> Look, don't expect this to be Big Fat Liar. <laughs> but I... I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoy Agent so, Cody Banks just because it's ridiculous. So what you're telling me is that Amanda Bynes is better than Hilary Duff. That's what I'm hearing right That's now. not what I was saying. That's, I was that's, saying that's one what movie I'm, is better what I'm than the other What you're saying is that She's the Man is better than the, the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> Probably is. <laughs> oh, no! Look, I, I, I think they're both equally hot, but... The, but Lizzie McGuire was a much better TV show than the Amanda Bynes show was. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. I never remember the Amanda Bynes show that well, to be honest. It was the one with the dancing lobster people. Right. So, Agent Cody Banks, she plays Frankie New- M- Munez. Munez. Yeah, a love interest. Right, of course. Naturally. Naturally. Um, and he is a secret agent. Yes. Hence the name Agent... Cody Banks. Cool, yeah. He's called Cody mm-hmm. Banks. It's real dumb, but I have I had a lot of fun watching it because it's the whole, you know, kid in high school is secret agent type deal. And, you know, he goes to her party and he's got x-ray glasses on so he can see that all the guards have guns. But then he can also perv on the girls. It's kind of creepy, actually. And he steals a car and he's a jet board and he rescues her. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> so far, I've heard zero plot, zero character development. I don't remember. <laughs> there is definitely plot and character development. I just don't remember what it is. Awesome. The second one. How is old HD's performance? Hilary Duff's good in it. She she isn't in it a lot though. To to memory. Oh no, she's in it a bit. But it's mostly focused around Cody Banks. Of course, he's the titular character. Yeah. Great word, that. Titular. Titular. Um, actually, she's not in the second one, but I actually prefer the second agent, Cody Banks. See, this doesn't bode well. <laughs> Miss Duff. <laughs> no, the first one, like, the, both films are nostalgic for me, though. They're both dumb, obviously. So the second the, one takes place thing. around a summer camp, Again, which we're... is actually a secret agent training ground for children. We are seeing the... Um... His parents don't know he's a secret agent, by the way. That's... This hot woman comes and picks him up while he's in the locker room in a towel. That's completely ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. Um, Good time, though. Yeah, I think we're seeing the, the effects of the fact that you are younger than me. Again. Because like, by the time this would have come out... That was 2003. I... So I would have been... Uh, I, s- I think I would have been like just starting high school. Yeah, so I was eight. <laughs> oh God, I'm old. Uh, <laughs> hanging out with children. Um, <laughs> but yeah, how old are you? It's like twenty, nearly twenty-five. I think. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, you are old. You got a whole four years on me. <laughs> Crazy. Point is, like this movie was just like way off my radar. I wouldn't have heard about this at all it was it was ironic and hipster of me to watch the Lizzie McGuire show when it was on like I I was the one watching a kids TV show it it was a great show it was so good (laughs) we'll talk about the show yeah we will Uh, so yeah Agent Cody Bank next one then is the Lizzie McGuire movie 
Can we save that and talk about the show and then talk about the movie? I haven't seen the, the Lizzie McGuire movie, so we can, we can talk about the show later. What? Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. I don't I have like a funny story about the poster, much. though. It's The Lizzie McGuire movie's okay, but it's one of those weird things where... It, when it translates from the TV show to a movie and it all looks slightly off. Mm. Like, their kitchen's slightly different. Like, you can tell it's a different kitchen. Yeah, it's and not it's all in And it's all in HD and, you know, you know 16 by 9 yeah. instead of the old 4 by 3 mm. um, It's just something slightly off. Yeah, that always ab- happens, though. About it. It happens in everything. Like, I don't like Star Trek Generations for the same reason. Mm. Because when they went from the original series of Star Trek to the movies, yeah. everything was changed. The uniforms were changed, the sets were changed, the actors were like five years older. So nothing was consistent. But yeah. when they went from Next Generation to the Generations movie, they all looked the same, same uniforms, and the sets were mostly the same, but they tweaked it all slightly. Yeah. So it all looks slightly different. Yeah. Uh, and like it hits it. that uncanny valley of not yeah. quite perfect, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's the Lizzie McGuire movie for me. Um, and it's one of those dumb, uh, the main character's got an identical celebrity. Yeah. Well, so I sort of picked up on that by like flicking through the Wikipedia page, but when it's a dual role, I'm like, okay, maybe they're counting her animated avatar sort of thing. No, no, no. It's like a head, uh, fucking, what's it called? Best of both worlds, fucking Hannah Montana sort of situation. There's a doppelganger that looks exactly like her, but with black hair. Yeah, it's not good, man. (laughs) This sounds terrible. Um, It's not very Lizzie Lizzie McGuire-y. That's my problem with it. Right. And it's the whole, we're going to go to a foreign place type deal. Yeah, which I imagine is is partly because they, like... uh, Because it is different like the the sets weren't the same and they didn't want to linger too long on something that was going to feel uncomfortable for people yeah um although if they put the money that they put into a Rome trip I'm sure they could have just duplicated the sets yeah or just uh, I don't know I feel like that happens a lot in those sort of TV shows and even in cartoons they sort of they take them to a new place and and like because the animation team is slightly different and yeah like nothing you hit that uncanny valley, but at least everything else is different. Like, at least they're in a different location. and Yeah. Yeah, yeah which is fine. And, I mean, they did the same thing with um, the Hannah Montana movie. I argue the Hannah Montana movie is a better representation of the Hannah Montana show than the Lizzie McGuire movie is of the Lizzie McGuire show. Well, because it sounds like the movie of Lizzie McGuire is, like, a big spanner in the works for her life. Whereas the... Um, the Hannah Montana is very much an extension of... Of her life. Yeah. 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 So, let's move on to Cheaper by the Dozen, which is the next one on this list. Which is what I watched last night. Right. What did you think? <sighs> Tom Welling's in it. As in Superman. Yeah. Also, um, Jared Padalecki's in it. Who Who's he? Yeah. He's, uh, like, the guy from Supernatural. Is the guy, is the guy who bullies Superman. <laughs> oh, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot he about that. his locker with corn. Yeah. That's hilarious. I forgot that Superman got bullied by D- Dean, right? No, Sam. Sam. Yeah. yeah. Superman got bullied by Sam. Yeah. Hilarious. It is funny, because you, you think of... Um, you think of the... Of Superman as this, you know, this is a huge unit. Yeah. And, and then Jared Padalecki's like... 
six inches taller than him and giving him shit. Yeah, I know. And it's like, oh, oh. The the thing is, uh, Brienne and I watched this recently when she was here in Australia because we'd just finished Smallville and I knew Tom Welling was in it and Brienne had seen it as a kid but didn't register that it was Tom Welling. Yeah, of course. So I put it on and it was... Oh my god, it's Tom Welling. It's Superman. It's Superman. But then he's just getting, like, pushed around by this other guy. And I'm like, yeah. Clark Kent won't take none of that shit. <laughs> Fucking... Cave Ice skull breath him. him. Ice breath him. <laughs> <laughs> it's me ice breathing. Um, I feel like... It was a weird movie, because it was just a collection of bits. And it didn't really have too much of a, of a coherent... First, second, and third act. Sort no, of but thing it's, going it's, on. it's a. Sorry, sorry. Foot on the table. Um, it's kind of it's it's a pretty feel good movie though. It, it was, and um, and I, I like what's his name, Steve Martin. Steve Martin. I Steve like Martin's Steve Martin. great, but I feel like in nothing he is he's reaching his potential. No, no, no I don't think I've ever that. seen him be as funny as he could possibly be. Nope. I mean, that being said, I haven't seen like much of his early career or his stand up or anything like that. Um, nope. But yeah, like it, it was, it was great to see him. Let, let, let's let's look at Hilary Duff's character in this movie. Yes. It, just the whole point of her being there is to be vapid and and non-existent as a character. Like she's just she offers nothing to this movie. But I get that when, when you've got when you default have to have twelve characters. Yes. Some of them have got to be bullshit. But they try and give her a bigger role because she was sort of a draw card. And she has kind of a bigger role in the sequel, but also kind of not. She's really something off about the sequel. We'll we'll talk about it when we get down to uh, I haven't. I don't know anything about the sequel. No, it's again, it's it's bad. And I feel like this was meant to be a sitcom TV show. And then they just made a movie out of it instead. Oh, it would make a real good sitcom TV It, it would have made so much sense, but the problem is... Each episode can focus around a different kid. Yeah, but it's got, it has to have such a huge cast, though, that it, it, it would be unfeasible. No, no, no. What you do is you do it like The Slap. I don't know. I... So The Slap was an Australian show that came out a couple of years ago, which is the same story told from the perspective of different characters. Oh, yeah. So you have the same story told by the perspective of each character and then say you've got the parents as well that's 14 hmm. 14 yeah. episodes all based around the same event yeah even if that was like um and make, like... make a couple of kids a little bit older yeah which which would encourage um because you have the one kid who is an adult hmm. living by herself with with what's his name? With uh, uh, Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher, yeah. <laughs> Who breaks the fourth wall, like obliterates the fourth wall at one point. Yeah. Turns to the camera and goes, I know that I only get my roles because of, because of this. Because I'm so good looking. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good though. And it's so true. Uh, I like Ashton Kutcher though, actually. Yeah. He's but, annoyingly charming. Uh, yeah. Have you seen The Butterfly Effect? No. We should do an Ashton Kutcher episode, actually, because right. he's actually quite an interesting, funny guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. I'm not going to watch Punked for it, but... <laughs> no, because fuck that. <laughs> yeah, but he's actually, like, quite an interesting guy. But, like, I reckon that sitcom could really work. Yeah, I es- agree. Especially if you did it like, you know, mum and dad have both got to go and do something. Here's what each kid had to do. Um, yeah. Like, in, and so, like, 
half the kids are like off with a relative, some of the kids are with a babysitter, some of the kids are, are doing this, and all their stories sort of intertwine at different points. I think that could be really good. They kind of did that with the last season of Arrested Development. Right, okay. Which would have been really good if it wasn't completely inconsistent with how the rest of the show was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spoilers for like, um... No, 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 actually, fucking no, I won't say that. I'll cut that out, don't worry. <laughs> you probably won't. I probably won't. I was, uh, uh, I was gonna say, I feel like... Because cause, uh, Arrested Development was gonna get cancelled, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, so they sort of knew they were going to be cancelled, didn't they? So season three kind of wrapped it up. Yeah. So like then the, Netflix picked it up. So Like, six years later. Spoilers for the Dirk Gently episode that we're about to do. The old 2012 thing sort of did the same thing. It sort of jumps ahead a big um, big thing in time, introduces a whole bunch of characters like in the first five minutes, and then just goes, okay, now you've got everything that we were going to introduce over the season. Now we can tell our season finale like we wanted to. Right, okay. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, like, I feel like that's common practice at this point for shows that know they're going to be cancelled. It, it's nicer to have a satisfying conclusion, mm. rush, slightly rushed, mm. than have no conclusion at all. Yeah. Like in, uh, the show Primeval... Unless you're Stephen Moffat. Unless you're Stephen Moffat. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> you watch Sherlock? No. The new one? No. They kind of wrap it up. I mean, I feel like you can only do Sherlock Holmes for so long. I... Uh, I know people will want another season. I would be perfectly content if this was the last. Yeah. I think it was adequately... Some of the some of the episodes were average, but some of them were good. There's enough twists and turns. It wraps up adequately and kind of, again, in a kind of feel-good kind of way. Yeah. I recommend watching it. All right. Particularly if it's going to be the last season. Uh, well, now that it's all sort of wrapped... Because you've rap- watched, like, the other seasons, right? No, I haven't. Oh. I- I've seen the Christmas special from the last one. I've seen the, the one where he's on the plane. Well, maybe you should just it. watch the whole thing now. I probably will now that it's it, all They sort might of make another one. There's no actual confirma- confirmation one way or the other, but Moffat has said we've kind of written it in, in the case that there's not. At the risk of dooming myself to be single forever, um, I don't like um, Benedict Cumberbatch that much. I really like Benedict Cumberbatch. But I, I think, don't know why. I think he's fine, but people sort of. People talk about him like he's the second coming, and he's just not as good as people say that he is. I think he might be the second coming. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> Look, I think he's I think he's fine, and he does a good job at whatever he does. I just... I don't think this is even close to being the definitive modern Sherlock. I feel like we're going to get someone do it better. Maybe. And I think we'll talk about probably more on the Dirk Gently episode. Yeah, Because I have sure. some parallels to make. There's a lot of new Who elements to... To the new Dirk Gently, but there's a lot of Sherlock elements to... At least to the pilot I watched for the 2012. Well, one. Sherlock's very new who Uh Yes. Yeah, it yeah. is, it, It's very peculiar <laughs> and eccentric and British. <laughs> fuck it. Fuck, I hate these shows so much. I think Sherlock's actually rather good. Sherlock, uh, Sherlock's the best example of that, but again, we're, we're, we're stamping on the toes of another podcast. Yes! We should continue on with, with Miss Duff. Yes, correct. Um, Cheaper by the Dozen, stars out of ten, we rate movies. No, we don't. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna out say... Out of twelve children, how many children would you give Cheaper by I, the Dozen? I'd give it best movie ever out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Cinderella story. I haven't seen it. Alright, it's basically Cinderella in the modern age with Hilary Duff. As Cinderella. So how do they get around the fact that in-home slavery isn't really a thing anymore? Let me... Uh, I don't remember it. <laughs> Let me... Uh... Is it just that, oh, her sisters are such bullies and they don't understand her? <laughs> Alright. 
Oh, she wants to just get out there and write some dick, and no one wants a letter. Shit! <laughs> uh, Hal. Her dad's name's Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Um. Really? Because. Isn't Hal the name of the brother in Lizzie McGuire? No. No? No, the brother in Lizzie no, McGuire. No, sorry, I'm thinking of Naturally Sadie. <laughs> Another great show! <laughs> oh. So. So, Hal is killed during the 1994 Northridge earthquake. Jesus. Um, and Sam, who is Hilary Duff's character, um, he left no will. He had no will, so right. he's next of kin being his wife, gets everything. Yeah. Which shows the lack of foresight on his part. Well, I mean, I don't think he was expecting to die tragically in an earthquake. No. Um, and yeah, so, so, and she's just not given the same treatment the other kids are given. So it's not quite slavery, but she works in the diner that her dad owned, that her stepmom now owns, and right. just gets paid, like, minimum wage. Yeah. And I imagine her sister, like, her stepsisters don't do diddly squat. Yeah. And she, the, I think it's through school, and I think there's something about prom. So what is the fairy godmother? How does that come into it? Uh, I should have watched this one. <laughs> Because well, uh, all it does is give me a lot of questions. Uh, Princeton. And, okay, her dream is to attend Princeton. Right. Uh, she has an online pen pal who also shares this dream. Uh, his true identity is an, a, a popular yet unhappy quarterback of the school's football team. Uh... Uh, uh, and oh god this is filled with cliches he doesn't want to go to the his dad wants him to go play for the school for the football at his dad's old mater instead of but he wants to go to Preston to be whatever he wants to be right uh, so he alright so they're talking anonymously on the internet right and he's trying to figure out who she is and vice versa Right, so, so we've got a Noah of, and Saskia sort of situation instead going. Instead of the here. slipper. Uh, all right. Sam's been accepted to Princeton, but is duped with a fake rejection letter by her step family. Uh, yeah, I don't. No man, this is fine. It's a team drama. It's a team drama. I've w- without being it. able to talk about Miss Duff's performance, it's a little bit hard to be sure yeah. what to say. We should move on. The next one on here is Raise Your Voice, which I, again I haven't seen. I, I read the synopsis for it on uh, on Netflix <laughs> yeah. last night when I started my research for this episode. <laughs> yep, I hate this movie. I, I actually no, I did see. No, I. I saw your review of Beauty in the Briefcase. We should link to those. Should we? Yeah. I don't think so. They're so bad. They are really bad. They're so bad, man. Did, did you have, like, a really bad voice breaky sort of time in your life where you couldn't you couldn't not talk like this? Yeah, I think... I, yeah, I must Because that, that, that was during that episode. I was going to say, that I would have probably been 13. Yeah. 14, maybe. So I was probably coming out of... The whole voice breaking thing. The thing is, like, it w- like that that wouldn't be so bad if you looked any different now. 
because you look exactly the same, it just looks like, why is he making this tripe? And then it's like, oh, because it was fucking seven years ago. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I've, I've aged like nothing. I've got a baby face who can't grow a beard. It's terrible, man. But like, uh, honestly, I can you, you can you can see the influences from um, from that guy with the glasses and Chandler oh, one hundred percent a rip off. Yeah, with uh, like and, and uh, a rip off in the sense that it wouldn't even be so bad if you had any sense of delivery timing and <laughs> and your voice could stay at the same bloody pitch for <laughs> for the for a sentence. Yep. Otherwise, it'd, otherwise it'd be fine. So we'll link them. Go watch them. <laughs> Don't know. Um, <laughs> Look, Raise Your Voice is fine. It's real sad. Sad. Um, real sad. Look, it's actually okay, Raise Your Voice. I just... I don't know. It's just one of those movies where I... Like, it opens with her brother, like, dying horrifically. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So, and then her being, like, you know, falling into a deep depression. Understandably so. Um, her performance is quite good. Um, but it's, there's a lot of, you know, music is the cure and, you know. Yeah, it's like pseudo-spirituality stuff. Yeah, and I think those elements bother me because the themes are quite solid. Mm. I just, I'm, the execution bothers me. And Hilary Duff's performance is real good. Mm. Um, and she does singing in it, so, you know, that's nice, I guess. She's not a bad singer. Um, we, we will talk about her music at some point on this episode. Great. Um, I, I have listened to it a little bit, but yeah, I raise your voice is just one of those movies that I I'm, I'm very indifferent to. I don't really hate it. I said hate it. I don't really hate it. I just don't care for it. Yeah, I feel like because again, this is another movie that just isn't targeted towards us. Like it's so it's so targeted towards people who like like have clear female cliches that they want to sort of I, I don't know I, I don't know the nice way to put it it's it's a real classic girly girl sort of movie at least a lot of these Hillary Duff movies are it without a doubt and which is there's there's nothing wrong with watching a movie like that if that's what you like yeah it's just not what I watch no it's it's like it's because when I first saw this movie, I was halfway through watching Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah. The entire thing for, like, the second time. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't the second time. But you get my parallel here. Yeah. It's very much not my cup of tea. Yeah. And well, I don't... I, I like a good rom-con, and I like a good girly movie. Clueless? That's an A++ movie. Uh, well, I, I, don't, I don't know Clueless, but, like... You don't know... You haven't seen Clueless? No. Oh, man, you should see Clueless. Okay. Freaking good! It's got, it's on, got a scale of, on a scale of zero to Mean Girls. <laughs> How good is it? I put it slightly above Mean Girls. Holy shit! Okay, I might have to watch this because Mean Girls is a fucking masterpiece. Mean Girls is amazing. <laughs> mean Girls exists because of Clueless, but it's got like it's got Alicia Silverstone as the main character. Yeah, um, who's great. Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's his name? Who's in everything? Uh, Alright, I'll have to look it up real quick. That doesn't help me. Uh, I was surprised. Speaking it's, got, of... it's got Turk from oh, yeah. Scrubs in it. Nice. Um, I haven't seen him in anything else. It's clueless, man. Uh, I, I might have to watch this now. I was uh, surprised to see Newman in Cheaper by the Dozen. I don't know his name. Newman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the actor's name, but uh, 
Brecken Mayer. I don't actually recognize the name, but you'll recognize his face. That guy. Who's in, like, so many things. Oh, yeah. 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 He's in, like, the Garfield remake. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, that's a, he's a weird actor. Yeah, he's quite good. He's good. Alicia Silverstone's good. And it's, it's based on the, Ste- uh, the Jane Austen novel, Emma. That means it's like a modern retelling of that. You right, know Jane Austen. Though. Yeah, I know who Jane Austen is, no, but I don't just... know Emma. I haven't haven't read Emma. I haven't either. But it's based on that. Right. Okay. Also, there's a version of... Uh, same year this came out, or Clueless came out, there was a version of Emma made in the UK, which was... Because Clueless was a modern retelling. This is current day retelling. Right. Um, and it's got uh, Ewan McGregor in it. Nice. Me and McGregor, my favourite. <laughs> I love Ewan McGregor so much. <laughs> He's really good. Oh, yeah. More things. Yes, do more of them. Uh, anyway, you know who's not in Clueless? Who? Hilary Duff. Exactly. Um, so, what movie are we talking about now? <laughs> uh, we're talking about Raise Your Voice. I've little left to say on it. Uh, the next movie she did was In Search of Santa, but according to this, it was a voice role. So, and I'm guessing you haven't seen it. No, uh, well, because she did a she did a Christmas album at one point. It wouldn't surprise me if a voice role meant that she like sang a song in it. That's not usually what that means. Well, no, but let's look. No, do we have to? Yes. <laughs> no, she plays two princesses. Two princesses, like twins. Uh, King Calvin and Queen Penelope have their eggs laid. And as their daughters hatch, the parents name them Crystal and Lucinda. As the sisters grow, despite their differences, they compromise and head to the North Pole to find Santa Claus in order to save Christmas, which Crystal believes in earlier and all along. After saving the seed in the middle of their quest, both... After saving the seal in the middle of their quest, both sisters meet the pirates. Captain... Cap'n... Crag a walrus, Bunkus Bill a stork, and a pelican. And it looks like the princesses are penguins. Right, oh, okay, so that makes much more sense. Uh, I was like, why are two human people <laughs> hatching? Which is fine, I guess. It looks trash. It sounds trash. Um, um, what's the next one? <laughs> the perfect man. I feel like that's a, a pretty constant theme in all of this. <laughs> like, it's it's just constant seeking of the dick. And, uh, uh, teenager Holly Hamilton, Hilary Duff, is tired of moving every time her single mum, uh, Jean, is through with her latest mistake of a man. To prevent her mother from making another bad decision, Holly has an idea. Create a secret admirer, my admirer who is the perfect man. But things spin out of control, and Holly has to improvise. So it's another one of those "What a tangled web we weave" stories. Yep. Oh Ugh. boy, it's got a six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's that's pretty. That's a less pretty than, rotten. Less than fan four stick. Oh God. <laughs> Not that that means anything. What might the be bet fine. That this movie ends with a blue portal in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Blue pedals are cool, man. No, they're not. <laughs> anyway, I want to blame Avengers because I feel like they started it. They didn't, though. 
Where, did, where, where was the first one? I reckon? don't know. I'm sure it's been... I'm sure there are others, but sure like Avengers did it and then it was in everything. No, you didn't notice it in Avengers. You didn't go, oh, wow, this blue portal, that's the main thing in this ending fight sequence with all these awesome characters and great choreography. Yeah, and, no, you're And right. memorable moments and lovable fucking goofs with the yeah, fucking Hulk. Because in Fab Forster, you're staring at the blue portal going, oh, that's a nice blue portal. Have they done fighting yet? <laughs> And you're just like, wait, this movie's ending? <laughs> Why? We haven't seen a second act yet. We've seen four first acts. I hate that movie so much. So bad. Anyway, Chief anyway. uh, <laughs> by the Dozen 2. Okay, go on. Um, so this one develops different characters. So yeah. focus on different characters. So you know how you had the kid with the glasses in the first one was a big focus. FedEx. Yeah, FedEx. Yeah. He doesn't really get a big focus in this one, which is fine. Um, there's a bit of focus on Tom Welling again because it's Tom Welling. Of course. Hillary, also their oldest sister, mm-hmm. uh, now has a, a pregnant belly and a baby on the way. Not married to Ashton Kutcher. Right. Because he was kind of a dick. He was. So she's and married they, to some other guys. Much they sort nicer. of broke up at the end of that movie. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, so she's she's having a baby and Hillary Duff is like off at college. Right. Or something. Um, and so is Tom Welling. And, or Hilary Duff is about to go off to college. Like, right. she's in New York looking at schools or something like that. Right, okay. And the main premise of the show is they all go camping on a lake. The last time they're all going to be able to go camping together. Yeah. Uh, but then their arch-nemesis family across the lake, who has nine kids... Weak uh, effort. <laughs> um... Through different parents, though, I think. Like, the dad is the only consistency. He has, like, three wives or something like that. Right, okay. Um, I mean, that that's pretty progressive. Not at the same time, Cal. <laughs> um, but then Tom Welling gets the hots for one of them. Of course. I guess his girlfriend didn't turn out in the long-distance thing. No, they just sort of dropped that. that like old... a sack of potatoes. <laughs> okay. Because you have to drop them eventually. You can't carry them forever, Cal. No, you can't. Um, Potatoes are like that. <laughs> oh, God. What else happened in that movie? She comes back, and Hilary Duff's really weird in that one. She's, like, got this... Like, something's like odd about... weirder than usual? <laughs> no, like, something's weird about the makeup. She looks like she's had Botox. Right. Or something like that. But she hasn't. Yeah. Because you t- she looks fine in fo- other movies that come out after this. They just did something weird with her tan and her makeup. Yeah. I think they were trying to make her look like she was more materialistic than before. Mm. But she just looks real weird next to all these other, like, super pale kids. Yeah. And then the girl who's the troublemaker in the first one, she gets the hot for, um... Jacob. From Twilight. (laughs) Okay. He's in it. Young, young Jacob. Right, awesome. She has the hots for him, and they go out on a date, and the two dads have a squabble and a fight while Ice Age is playing in the background. Why? <laughs> is it in the first one? Yeah. Okay, that's alright then. I think <laughs> Any the other one. Ice Age is <laughs> unforgivable. <laughs> Correct. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah. It's, 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 it's dumber than the first one. It's less consistent than the first one. It ends with, like, a boat race. I feel like this movie is just such low stakes. It's such low stakes. You know what the stakes are? We're gonna, we're gonna win the race against that family mm. in the lake tournament. Because they won every other year. 
So we're going to win this year. How many other families are involved? A bunch. It's like a big lake area, so there's a bunch of lake houses that you rent. Right. And then you go to this, like, event, which is meant to be this fun thing. And then these two wacky, crazy families with, like, a billion kids, like, win all the prizes, and you're like, oh, jeez, why'd I even come to this? Hmm. Well, because, of course, you're going to win if you've got, you know, child slavery on your side. Yeah, and the Superman... (laughs) Correct. And it all goes down in, like, this boat race, and then she starts giving birth in the middle of the race. That's a bit... And they take her on the boat race because you you have to have your whole family or it doesn't count. You have to forfeit. That's you'd, you'd quit then. You wouldn't take your fucking very, no, very... No, they were going to quit. And she was like, no, I'm going to win. No, well then, then if, if she gets bloody... If the boat hits, a, it's it like lurches forward and she falls belly first onto the deck and fucking... It's like a little rowboat. You're sad. You're not going to fall over. But... What? <laughs> How are they fitting 12 people on this thing then? It's a long rowboat. <laughs> no, it no! You know those, like, old Viking rowboats? Yeah, like a long boat. Yeah. It's a boat. It's long. I, I told that. you that, Cal. I love the human race's ability to come up with creative names for things. <laughs> we were very good at it back in the day. We, we, we've gotten real bad at it lately. <laughs> we weren't good at it back in the day. No, back in the day... We decided that when it goes dark... And also people who dress in armour should sound the exact same. <laughs> How is that a good idea? Well, I'm pretty sure the pronunciation would have been different and they've been uh, slurred over the years to sound the same. Equally dumb. No, actually no, because they've both got GHs in them, so i got nothing. <laughs> That's what I thought. If, if one was N-I-T-E and the other one was Knigget, <laughs> I, I'd be... yeah. I, I wish knights were called Knigget's. <laughs> That's amazing. They might have been at one point. Knigget's. Well, and there might have been a, a conjunction of brave, two words at one brave, point. Brave, brave Knigget. It's like you, you know the um, you know the etymology of nickname. Mm-hmm. Like like the like how it used to be, um, like Latin for alternative or another. Yeah. Was eek. Right. So someone would have an eek name. Or a nickname. Right, okay. And it just sort of slurred together as a conjunction of two words. Till, yeah, till it became nickname. That's That that might have been the case with knights. They might have been ites. Possibly. Either way, the English language is fucking <laughs> fucked. Um, Alright, next one. Material Girls. Uh, which I know nothing about as well. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to not know. As soon much. as we get to War Inc., I've got things to say. <laughs> is it... Uh, it's based on... Uh, Two rich, spoiled Hollywood, Hollywood socialite sisters who enjoy material things such as shopping and dating, uh, rather than caring about the family cosmetics company. I'm done. Let's go to the next one, which is Warwick. <laughs> okay. Warwick. Have, do you know anything about Not it? Not a thing. Okay. Do you know John Cusack? Or Q- yes. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> He, he, he's, he's the starring role in this movie about um, private armies, uh, uh, corporations taking over war like it's a company. Right. So basically, um, yeah, they are... Um, he used to be funny, John Cusack. He went into serious roles. <laughs> I've like. seen him in a couple of serious ones. He was in that movie where um, you can't escape the hotel room. 
And that that's actually not bad. It's a bit weird and a bit. It's sort it's of hot tub time machine. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> he's in that. It's really good. I haven't seen hot. T- I've seen the end of it. It's quite funny. It it sounds okay. The sequel's shit. Why would you make a sequel to that? Don't know. Anyway, um, so yeah, in in this one, John Cusack is this weird former assassin turned. Um, like, showrunner sort of okay. guy. Like, like th- they do these big sort of trade shows. Yeah. Um, to be like, look at how great um, this, this big company is called Tamerlane that owns the private army that that the Americans are using to fight this war in the Middle East. Yeah. Um, and so that, that company is sort of assassinating the right people and, and, you know, and playing the political game to keep the war going to earn more money and... Yeah. Yeah. And so they're doing this. Um, th- there's this wedding happening between Hilary Duff, who's this Middle Eastern, uh, American-born but Middle East citizen pop star, <laughs> who, um, <laughs> who's like, she's she's grown up with this idea that like being being sexy and white is this like commodity that she has, and that she she can only give herself worth by by being attractive to men and being sexy and that's Hilary Duff's character that's Hilary Duff's character right. and it's actually somewhat interesting as terrible as her accent is and it, like cause throughout the whole movie we're just supposed to sort of accept that she's basically Middle Eastern right and then right at the end there's this reveal that she's actually John Cusack's uh, daughter her, her, his long lost daughter from earlier in his life it's real oh, dumb. Oh, boy. No, but this whole movie is like a comedy. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's the other thing. By the way, it's a comedy. It, it doesn't this... sound like it. No. I looked at a poster. <laughs> it I'm doesn't like, look like geez, it. Jeez, this is like a political there thriller. Is, there is no way to, to like advertise this movie in a way that's accurate to how it actually is. But so, like, okay. there's this weird thing where, like, um, Hilary Duff is flirting with John Cusack throughout the whole movie. Um, to try and be like, because she she wants to, you know, be on the good side of the guy who's running this big event thing that's going on. Right. Um, but he sort of every time she goes to like kiss him or anything, he like just freaks out and doesn't know why. Turns out it's because he's she's a, his daughter. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. yeah. I'm twist. like, you wouldn't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> you, you like. If Star Wars has taught us anything, it's it's you kiss first and find out about family ties later. <laughs> Um, but anyway, um, so her performance in it is actually quite interesting in that her character is somewhat interesting. Right. But it it's just real shallow and broken. It, it feels like the movie is coming up with excuses for why her acting isn't particularly good. Wow. <laughs> and and making, it like a na- making it a narrative choice <laughs> rather than her actually being good. That's probably intentional. It's really funny and stupid, though. It's It's got the woman who plays mum in Looney Tunes Back in Action and the principal in the, in the school that rocked. Right. She's like John Cusack's, like, 2IC of this big event that's going on. Um, and it's got this other woman who's in a lot of stuff that I can't think of her name. But, yeah, she, she's really good as the love interest. And... John Cusack basically alternates between, like, wacky, bumbling, can't-do-anything-right sort of character to... Didn't you say to, he was to, an assassin? To elite assassin. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's 
hilarious. It's I, it's really funny and weird. You got no idea what's going on. We should do a commentary on it. I'm actually I'm actually okay <laughs> down to do that. <laughs> I've just I've just spoiled the whole movie, but <laughs> it's fine. We'll do a commentary on it. Spoiled. That's fine. I got a very little say on it, but it sounds like a wacky, horrible good time. <laughs> yeah. Cool. What, what's the next one? All right. I'm going to go through a bunch, and if you've seen it, stop me. Okay. Stay cool. What goes up? According to Greta, Bloodworth, she wants me. Food fight. Let's talk about food. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to be the next one, hence why I stopped there. Uh, yeah, well, because that's, that's her most recent one, isn't it? No. She's also been in both of the wings. I don't know movies. what Wings is. Wings. Oh. It's not what I thought it was. But I can't click on it. <laughs> you were thinking they, planes? Yeah. But <laughs> Wings doesn't have a Wikipedia page. That's... that's It's worse than Foo Fight. That's all I can... That's all I can... Chalk the latest to. movie she did was a film called Flock of Dudes. Yeah, but that's not out yet, is it? Yeah, oh. it came out in 2016. Oh, Okay. Might just not be out here. I mean, Flock of Dudes sounds exactly like the sort of movie that Hilary Duff would have been in. Yep. Oh, man. So many of these movies are just like, why can't I find the right dick to sit on? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Even the Lizzie McGuire movie, a little bit. Oh, no! Lizzie! You was so wholesome and intelligent. It's because she ends up dating this foreign Italian dude who ends up being a total dick at the end. What happened to Ethan Kraft? Oh yeah, he's actually really good in the movie. Him, him and Gordo have a really nice oh, dynamic man, in the Gordo. movie. Oh man, Gordo! Holy shit, Gordo's so good. I, I love, I love this show. It's Interesting such a weird, thing dumb is, show. when you type in the actor's name, yeah. it brings up one of the members of one, or not One Direction, like this famous singer who's got a very similar name. Yeah, someone's put it in wrong. Right, like Google's search engine has brought it up incorrectly. Right. Anyway, um. Yeah, Gordo in the movie, I forgot to mention, like I said, I was saying a lot of bad things about the movie. Gordo is solid, and so is um, Ethan. They both have just such a cool, bouncy dynamic off of one another. It's just fantastic. I, I feel like. It, and she ends I, up, I just, spoilers, I, she ends up with Gordo. I've, what? Lizzie does. Yeah. Holy shit, I wouldn't have seen that coming. Really? Really. You didn't get the hints throughout the show? Well, no, because they, they, they... I mean, when, when I was There were whole it, episodes dedicated to that budding romance. No, because I thought they were trying to hook, her, hook him up with the, um, with, with the other female in the group for a lot of the time. Miranda? Yeah. No, that never happened. Maybe I'm thinking of Naturally Sadie again. <laughs> No, rain. he yeah. he always kind of had a thing for Hillary, uh, for for Lizzie. Mm. There, were, we'll talk about it in the Lizzie McGuire section. I don't want to talk about food fight. Look, all, all I want to say is, how the fuck did that movie get made? Same way something like Movie Forty Three got made. What the fuck's Movie Forty Three? It's a movie where one guy guilted Hugh Jackman into making a terrible short, and then told a bunch of other people, "Oh yeah, Hugh Jackman's going to be in it." So a ton of people ended up doing it. Like, famous big names. Like, Chris Pratt. Hugh Jackman. Jesus. Like, um, Stephen Merchant. Um, what's her name? Halle Berry. You'd just walk out, wouldn't you? You'd just not do it. Because you agreed to, you agreed to do your sign a contract. It's a ten minute... It's like a day's worth of filming. Because it's a bunch of short stories. Mm. Told through the loosest of connections. Right, that's the worst movie I've ever seen. 
awesome. And I feel like Food Fight falls in the same category. It's just interesting as a as a choice to be like, oh yeah, who would play Charlie Sheen's love interest in this? Hilary Duff. Anyway. So, do we want to go through a TV career real quick? Sure. I'm guessing we haven't seen most of it. Yeah, much like her movie career. So, I'll list it off. Stop me if you've seen it, I'll stop if I've seen it. Cool. True Woman, The Soul Collector, Chicago Hope. I have heard of Chicago Hope. It was a, like, medical drama, but yeah. I've never actually watched it. She was it. in one episode. Lizzie McGuire. Yes. Let's talk Lizzie McGuire. Okay. I think people could probably tell by now that I'm confusing this show a little bit with uh, Naturally Sadie, which is another awesome female-based sort of uh, Angela Anaconda style, the main character's very introspective sort of show with the same sort of wacky male and female sidekick sort of thing. Um, So I very well might get these two things confused. But I remember it being very intelligent and very, very fun while framed in this vapid high school sort of aesthetic. Yeah. And it was actually quite interesting to watch, I thought. Brianna and I watched through the whole show when she was here. Right. <laughs> of, Hillary, of Lizzie McGuire. How many seasons did it have? Two. Really? Yeah. I thought it went for way longer than that, nah. but again, I'm probably conflating it with how... Well... With other TV Let shows. me look up. They might have... It's all on Stan, and I think Stan breaks it up into two seasons, but let me check. But it might have just been like... Yeah, two seasons... 31 episodes in the first one, 34 episodes in the second. Right, so that's, that's a lot. That's like three seasons worth. Yeah, at least. But that's just how they broke shit up. Yeah. And, uh, for kids. Kids' kids, yeah, kids season is always, so yeah. always long. Because they didn't need f- to have an arc or anything. It was just so shitty individual episodes, yeah. Um, one annoying thing is the last... The episodes are out of order. Right. At least on Stan, I think they were released out of order too, because Stan's got them in the release order. Right. Miranda, Mm -hmm. the wacky female sidekick, went off and filmed a a Disney Channel original movie. Right. So couldn't do the last ten or so blocked Lizzie McGuire episodes. Right. But those episodes, they don't leave and show last... They're smack bam in the middle of the second season. Right, so she just disappears for a little bit. Yeah, and they talk about how she's on holiday with her parents. But the last episode she's not in is like a season finale. It's a like, we're graduating, this is the thing. Gordo has a little like, I love you Lizzie, but not actually saying it. Yeah. It's a finale. Yeah. Next episode, they're back in normal school. No talk of a graduation, Miranda's back. I hate that. I hate hate that too. so much. I want to watch it in the order they filmed it. Yeah, I feel like you could piece it together enough. But... Not that it matters at all. It's... No, probably not. Um, Lizzie McGuire is just one of those shows, though, where the the, the parents are great. Her yeah, brother's the fantastic. Were really good. You got the his silent friend Lenny. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Lenny. It's just such a wholesome show. Yeah. It's something I'd want my kids to watch. Yeah, yeah. I that's, feel like that's the benefit of that show. That's the... Like, and, and watching it without, like, not as a kid recently, mm. I'm like, this still... Like, it's older. You can tell budgetary it's older. Yeah. You know, it's the 4 by 3 whatever. But I'm like, this show holds up. Yeah. This is something I would... I would, yeah, have my kids watch because it's got some nice wholesome lessons and it all... And there's, you know... Th- there's, there's some good episodes where it shows that 
people can change. And yeah. then, you know, they revert back to themselves in the next episode because that's just how oh, shows go. you got to go. you got to do that in a, in a yeah. show that doesn't have a... Series up. Yeah, series up. But that's fine. Yeah. It's the point of a kid's show. Yeah. Um, and, like, I, I think Hilary Duff's performance in that show was generally quite good. I, I, I Like, the whole show was very tongue-in-cheek and very silly. And um, all the performances are good. Gordo's great. Yeah, and as silly the guy as guy plays every... Ethan. Yeah. So good. Cause d- did they change him early on? No, I don't think... That, I think they originally wanted... I think he was originally auditioning for Gordo or something like that. Right, okay. And then they were like, no, Ethan. Yeah. Well, because I feel... I, I just remember... I feel like he changed appearances at one point. Like, like they changed the actor out at some point. But... I don't think they changed the actor. They changed yeah. how he looked a bunch. Yeah, that might have been... The show's so 90s too, though. Yeah. I'm so nostalgic for the 90s. I mean... Because everything I watched as a kid was the left, the nineties leftovers. Yeah, yeah, and you know my my childhood was very similar. But like I I do, I feel like that show dealt a lot with identity and personality that like a lot of shows sort of don't. Yes, they like and retrospectiveness about yourself. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, a lot of shows just sort of go, you know, you are who you are, you can be anything, you know, don't let anyone stop you or whatever. But, like, there was an episode where um, Gordo got into real, like, um, jazz sort yes. of stuff and, and stylings and, and ways of speaking. And and then everyone else sort of picked it up like it was yep. a fad and he hated it. Yep. And I, so I, much. I remember looking, I remember watching that episode going, I totally understand where this kid's coming from. It's and because that, it's you. It is me. I totally relate to that situation. Not that I ever started a big fad or anything, but I feel like... But you it, like things and then when other people like them, you stop liking them. Well, cause it pisses me off that other people come along and take my thing. <laughs> Like, this is my thing. Leave, leave my shit alone. It's not your thing, Cal. But like, but it comes from this idea that like Gordo doesn't have much. Yeah, Gordo yeah, is the wacky sort of sidekick character to someone else. His identity is is entirely based around other people. So when other people come along and just engulf his personality, yeah, it, it must be really frustrating. And that's that's an interesting thing that a lot of people don't take into account. And it's sort of brushed off as a hipster douchebag sort of bullshit thing to think. But that character is like that. That's him showing vulnerability. That's him yeah. showing that you know his his identity is important to him, and that you've come along and fucked it. Yep, you, you pieces of shit. There's another interesting episode as well where Hillary's forced to work with her arch nemesis. What's her name? Yeah, yeah, I don't remember her name, but yeah. Um, and is it no, no, never mind. Oh man, I just watched the whole show. How did I forget? Anyway. <laughs> Um, she's been forced to work with her and they kind of they used to be friends so they kind of like have this reconnection moment it's really kind of nice yeah but they get back to school and kind of just revert yeah to hating each other again yeah it's, all... it's kind of heartbreaking yeah but it refers to this idea that like in high school you have these roles that everyone expects you to fill and fall middle into middle school technically middle school you know what I mean but yeah same thing yeah like yeah. You, you fall in with the same friendship groups and then they have expectations of you to feel certain ways about other people yep and then you're just sort of stuck there's just there's just some great great like writing there mm. and um, and the way they deal with uh, Lizzie's first relationship she's their first boyfriend episode right okay really like accurately done to how you your first high school romance goes down yeah it's like hey you want to be my girlfriend kind of like you 
and then, you know, three weeks later, um, there's another girl I like, so... Yeah. And she's, she goes to my school, so... Yeah. We're gonna break up now. And, and she's devastated, and I'm like, that's exactly how I remember relationships going down at high school. Yeah, that was pretty much my first girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Girlfriend, using quotation marks. Well, yeah. I mean, we're tell fucking... us, tell us, tell us, Cal, what was your first girlfriend experience? Oh, buddy, we, um, she was a sort of, like, uh, we had a lot of mutual friends. We, we would talk a lot, and then we went to a school social, um, right. and someone else asked her out for me, which I was not happy with, and then she sort of said yes, and I was like, okay, cool, I'm okay with this. And then, like, that was on Friday. On Monday <laughs> at school, she got someone else to tell me that she wasn't interested in anymore, and it was done. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. So that, so that's 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 I that's lower high school guys. I similar girl in friendship circles that weren't mine mm. or, or yeah it's similar like mutual friends in two different circles. Mm. Um, kind of had a thing for her. Never spoken a word to her. No. But you know, it'll look pretty, right? Yeah. Guess it must be love. Um, that's all that matters when you're fucking twelve. Yeah. Who cares? I'm like. Uh, I'm like, hey, you want to go out with me? It's like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool, great. Yeah, done. Done. But so, what are you going to do? One week later. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe I'm just not ready for a relationship. From her. I'm like, oh. Heartbroken. I mean, uh, I was over it within a week. I was going to say, like, it, it's so dumb to even do it at all. Like, it just, it makes no fucking sense. And, that, and that, that's how I basically was for most of, of high school, was me going, it doesn't matter, we're not going to be together forever, so it doesn't matter. Yep. And people would say to me, that's a really immature way of thinking, Cal, because just because you're not, just because it's not going to be perfect doesn't mean you should give up, and just doesn't, just means doesn't mean you should quit. Which I sort of went, oh yeah, you know, like, th- that actually makes some sense, you know, just because just because what I'm trying to do isn't going to be perfect doesn't mean I shouldn't try. Uh, you know, I should do it. And then... Fuck my life ever since I took that advice. Look, I agree with that ex- advice, but to an extent. But I agree with that advice when you're 20. Yeah. I don't agree with that advice when you're fucking 12. No, exactly. Exactly. People are fucking morons. And even, like, people who stay... But but even, even you know, older than... 17, even. Mm. 16, 17. You get in a relationship and, you, and you're committed to it. Go for it. Yeah, yeah sure. No, it's fine. It doesn't away. matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Anyway... <laughs> As long as you, yeah, yeah, um, that got very introspective real quick. <laughs> That's Lizzie's what Lizzie McGuire, McGuire does. Oh, really well crafted show. I think it might be one of my favourite kids shows. I, it's certainly going to be in the syndication of like when I have a hard drive of shows to show my kids. It's going to be that. It's Avatar: The Last Airbender. I mean, that's in there definitely. Cora, Cora, um, Star Trek Beyond. No. No, that's a movie. That's a movie. Star Trek Next Generation. No. If it's not, you're a bad father. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm not, I'm not showing my kids Star Trek. I will punch you lightly in the arm. <laughs> oh, no. I'll show your kids oh, Star Trek. Oh, no, sir. I'll come round when when we're both like 20 years older, we're recording an episode, we're like, hi, Cal's kids. Still doing the... Still, still doing, doing the, the podcast. podcast. I'm going to show you Star Trek. And they'll be like, yeah... Uncle Sam's here. We get to watch Star Trek. The the tyrant has been put in his place. No more Avatar. Finally, You're says says Tetris. There'd be there'd be Daria. There'd be Angry Beavers. Uh, Daria is good. There'd be um, 
there's more. I'm sure there's more. <laughs> I've got I've got like sixty gigs of old TV shows, and sixty gigs a lot when it's in four by three. Yeah, <laughs> and like three sixty p. Yeah, yeah. Um, should we probably we should probably go through more of these now? right? Yeah, sure. Go on. Uh, so Lizzie yeah. McGuire, fantastic show, amazing show. Yeah, yeah awesome. Hillary does probably best work. Yeah. Um, I think she. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, she also did a, a, a show called Express Yourself. Where yep. she played herself. Um, Cadet Kelly was a TV movie. Haven't seen it. No. She plays someone called Kelly. I assume Not she's really. a cadet. Um, yeah, that makes sense. She's seems in legit. George Lopez, Ugh. American Dreams, Frasier. Oh, yeah, she was a call-in celebrity. Yeah. I forgot how many like celebrities were in that. She played someone called Brittany. Yeah, well, she she would yeah. call into the like well because heaps of different celebrities would call into yeah. the show with problems that sort of yeah yeah were parodies of themselves. It was uh, quite funny. Joanne of Arcadia. Joan of Arcadia. That's it. That, yeah. That's a really weird religious show. Have you have you heard anything no. about that at all? Uh, well, like it's it's this really weird like this girl gets a vision from God and like to go on a like a a, a quest. I, not go on a quest, but like to accomplish a thing in this town. Right. And I, I don't remember much of it, but I remember watching it and then realising, holy fuck, this is deeply religious, and then turning it off. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Dear Santa, a bunch of these just as a self. Uh, a television documentary called Hilary Duff, This Is Now. Awesome. She was in Ghost Whisperer. Yeah. Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Cool. Gossip Girl. Yeah. Beauty in the Briefcase. Ugh. Ugh. That, that's the review of yours that I actually watched. I'm furious at this movie for you. <laughs> I, I've, I've never heard of this movie until you sent me a link to that it's video. It's a TV movie. And holy, holy fuck is it bad. So bad, man. Th- there is genuinely multiple moments in that movie that is just, hmm, which is the right dick to find to sit on right now? Like, just the whole movie the, is that. The setup is so many men in suits. Yeah. It's like, I want to find a guy. And look at all these guys here. Yeah. How do you get from Lizzie McGuire to that? It feels like someone failing at the whole, I'm not a Disney teen actress anymore (laughs) sort of thing. But instead of going, look at me fucking going crazy and twerking on Robin Thicke. it's, (laughs) it's, It's someone just going, oh, wouldn't I like to go crazy and do all these slutty things? And it, all it is is just her sitting down talking talking dirty at the camera. And it's like, we don't care. Either do it or fuck off. <laughs> if it. you're going to go crazy, go balls to the wall crazy, eight bonkers on us, or fuck off. <laughs> she was also in an episode of Community, which I always forget. <laughs> but I love Community. It's so good. I'm sure it's fine. She played like one of the a popular, like one of the popular pretty girls. In an episode in where... Community College. Yeah, yeah in Community <laughs> College. Doing well for yourself there, Hildog. <laughs> um, and it's an episode where Arbit... You know the characters, Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. So, uh, I think it's Britta... No, it's Shirley and Annie realise that Arbit is really good at putting women down. <laughs> like, really good. And, and guys, too, really good at just fucking up people's feelings. So they, like, unleash him. To the world. Jesus. And Arbed, once he gets on a roll, there's no yeah. stopping him. So he fucks them, uh, like the, the Hilary Duff and her cronies, 
And, like, the whole school, everyone's hating him. And then he starts just ripping apart Annie and uh, Shirley. Mm. And they're all like, oh, no, the monster we have created. So good. Anyway. That sounds like the dumbest premise for an episode ever. Community's great, man. It's good. So good. And obviously other stuff happens in the episode. Obviously. Um, She was in Project Runway as a guest judge. Yeah, it makes sense. Raising Hope. Yeah, yep. Raising Hope, I watched the first few episodes of, and it seemed like a relatively good idea for a TV show, and then... She was in an episode of Two and a Half Men. That doesn't surprise me. Season 10, Cows Prepare to be Tipped. <laughs> she was probably a love interest of Charlie Sheen in some description. Most characters Season on that show 10, are. Season 10, though. When did he leave? I don't know. It's probably Ashton Kutcher by that point. Could be. Jeez, this, this thing had 12 seasons. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ashton Kutcher was around for more than two seasons. Yeah, yeah, season 10 was definitely Ashton Kutcher season. How'd that show get three seasons after Charlie Sheen left? Yeah, I don't know. And I, I, like, I'm a little ashamed to admit I've watched most of it. My grandmother was deeply hurt when, when Charlie Sheen left and that show kept going. She was like, how dare this other talentless fuck not stand up for Charlie Sheen? Like, I don't know what the name of the other actor is. Charlie Sheen went slightly crazy. Yeah, no, he did. But he was clearly the only thing keeping that show afloat. And then that other actor apparently just went, oh, yeah, not sure, whatever, Ashton Kutcher, that's fine, let's keep going. Yep. And and my grandmother would go on rants and be like, are you fucking kidding me, mate? He built your whole career, you piece of shit. Back him up, you son of a bitch. And I'm like, Nana, calm down. Hilarious. So good. In between ranting about how spiders and crocodiles have had their time on God's earth, they need to fucking fuck off and go extinct. She would talk about how fucking spineless this other actor was. I like how your nan sounds nuts, but in the complete different way to normal nan. (laughs) She would love that. Most of my friends really love my nana. For a lot of those reasons, it's it's good. That's no, good. N- Nana's good quality. Hi, Nana. <laughs> she, Hilary Duff was also in Daughter of the Explorer as Jessica the Ice Witch. <laughs> okay, I don't know why I find that so funny. Real Girls Kitchen. Okay. Oh, and she's in a new show called Younger. Oh yes, which I haven't watched. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. Heard, I haven't watched that, but I've heard that it's actually not terrible. We can confirm this. We don't have to. I think we're well and truly at the hour mark of this episode. Look, I've been a little afraid to look at the thing. (laughs) Because we haven't even talked about anything else that she does. Do we want to briefly touch on... Oh, it's won a bunch of awards. Uh, Younger has received acclaim from critics. It's got a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. That counts as critical acclaim. The critically acclaimed show, Younger. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I think we should briefly touch on her music career. Yep. Um, but I, I don't even have a whole lot to say other than that video you said that was like of like by fan demand. Yeah. What was the, what was the point of that? So I'm she was dressed up as a character from one of her shows. No. No. So the original video had just a little bit of that, but that those dancing sequences within the bigger video was so popular, the fans wanted a full... Why? ...music video the of that dancing. The choreography was fucking terrible. I don't think it was that bad. It was really bad, and the hook in that song isn't very good. 
I can't even remember how it goes. Yeah, um, it was like, but it was like whistling, and the whole chorus builds up to the "You make me go," and then like this really low key whistling. It didn't step up after that point. It didn't build to a conclusion. It built to a step down, which a lot of the time can go well in a relatively low key song. Fucking, I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting analytical here. I was but say so you're the music analyst, though. I I I, I, fl- I go on a Spotify. I flick on best of 2016, and I just. Go with it. Okay, for reference, guys, this is the guy... I would get into his car, and more often than not, there would be a parody version of a song playing on his Weird Al Yankovic is a god among men. No, look, he is. He is, but he has his time and his place. Music is a real thing, and and parody music is its own separate beast. Reasonable. Anyway... I, I, don't, I don't particularly like her music. My brother is the sort of person who would ironically but unironically like really terrible, like, teen pop music. Well, that's the thing. Again, it's not music aimed at you. No, yeah, it, it's, it's... It's it's teen pop music. Mm. So, like, my brother is... Um, he's four years older than me. Um, he's, con- like, considerably bigger than me. And, like, he's, he's the sort of kid who would, like... Um, like, you'd look at him and you'd go, like, typical Muscular sort of... bigger or, like, chub oh, bigger? Both. Both. Okay. Right. But, like... I'm just trying to get a picture in my you, head. You, you could clearly see him playing footy or cricket or whatever. He's about All a foot right. taller than me. He's, like, tanned. Um, he, he, looks, he looks nothing like me at all. Cool. Nothing like he's me. Imagine, hair. The, imagine the opposite of me. Yeah, but he's going bald from the front. Right. Not, not from so the it's top. easier to hide. He's going Bill Bailey bald. I'm going George Costanza bald. Yeah. So fuck that guy. Bill <laughs> Bailey bald is a much more workable <laughs> thing. But anyway, if you're Bill Bailey. <laughs> but so this is this guy would listen to like Aqua. <laughs> right. Ironically, unironically. Yeah. <laughs> and like so he would he would go to me and he go no it's genuinely good music. <laughs> and, and we'd be like yeah sure Blair whatever. <laughs> Um, Alright, so he sounds like just a guy who likes things. You're a guy who doesn't like things. Yes, but he's a guy who likes things for the same reason that I don't like things. Right. He's just as much of a hipster as me, except he likes things that everybody hates because everyone hates it. (laughs) I I like things that nobody likes because no one likes it. (laughs) Right, okay. (laughs) Two sides of the same coin. (laughs) Yeah, it is. But like, so he would would listen to Hilary Duff on a relatively regular basis. Nice. To the point where I got, there was a song... Where she's walking on a tightrope between two buildings and there's sharks swimming around in the air what? underneath them. Yeah, it was actually... I don't know what it was, but I remember really actually liking that song. And so I sort of went into this episode going, okay, I'll listen to her music and sort of be able to talk about that. I've tried. It's so vapid. <laughs> it's so dense. It's very poppy. It's... Uh, from, what, from what I've tried to listen to, it's just real... Like, the hooks aren't very good, the music itself isn't very interesting, there's a lot of, like, wall of noise sort of, um, synthesized stuff in the background. It's not very good. Fantastic. Sorry, I've ranted for a little while now. You go. Your turn. I have very little say on music in uh, general. Cool, let's wrap I just it up, listen yeah. to it. Well, I just wanted to say, she's written three books, or co-written three books. Oh, yeah. Three, like, fictional novels. Mm. Haven't read them. Probably should have. But also, we're sitting at the hour and 15 mark. Yeah, we should probably wrap this up. She does not <laughs> deserve an hour and a half episode. I mean, look, Hillary, you're great. I, I, I genuinely appreciate your, uh, your acting abilities when you're cast in the right role. A lot of people have typecast you as this vapid, terrible 
character that no one actually wants to relate to, and that's a problem. Your, your roles in Cheaper Brother Dozen are not doing you any service. I feel, yeah, some more variety in roles would be good. I, I but, don't think she's as bad as she sounds like she is. I think she probably could just survive off royalties. Oh, at, at this point... But I like how she's kind of done a bit of everything. She's yeah. kind of... Like she, she's, she's had an interesting acted, career. Acted, she's written, she's sung. Do I not do a bit of everything? See what you like. So, yeah. I'm, I'm cool with that. And it sounds like she's going she's gonna to live a relatively interesting life and she's going to be the sort of person that I would like to read the autobiography for. Um, and I'd like to see... She's only 29. I'm sure we'll see more things that she's in. Yeah, definitely. Because she's, like, she's, she's raising her kids at the moment, most yeah. isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's awesome. And, and I, I really look forward to, to seeing more from her. But as as much as my you know my advice means fucking nothing to you, the celebrities, like someone give Hilary Duff a really well written role that's just like fun and simple that isn't fucking vapid and Star bullshit. Wars Nine. What, what would she do in Star Wars? I don't know. Write a new character. But what what, what would that character be like? I don't know. No, no, she doesn't deserve an hour and a half episode. <laughs> we need to wrap this shit up. Where can do you have anything else to say? No. Okay. Where can we find you, Sam? Um, where here? <laughs> yeah. Cool. The Yes. Uh, if if you want to buy an audio book, there's a there's a button to do that. Do that. Okay. See you next. <laughs>